Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers and welcome to this special edition of Popcorn where I'm going to talk about the movies of fall. You know, movies of fall used to always be about what's going to win the Oscar and it still is, but the Academy has a new rule now that there's a category called most popular film. So there's just nothing but awards for the movies of fall and there's plenty of them. And I'm going to start with the blockbusters and number one there is a movie called A Star is Born. What are you saying? I've seen A Star is Born. In the 30s it was with Janet Gaynor, in the 50s with Judy Garland in the 70s with Barbara Streisand. No, now it is Lady Gaga playing this person who's discovered by, in this case, Bradley Cooper, her co-star and her director. So this is a very special piece of material to see Gaga, not in her acting debut because on TV she already won a Golden Globe for American Horror Story, but all you big actresses out there that think you have the Oscar locked up wait until you see Gaga in this movie. So that's number one. And then what would any season at the movies be like without a Marvel movie? And we have Venom now, in which this is a dark Marvel uh, character. And it's played by Tom Hardy, who's a journalist. He plays normally, who is then possessed by Venom, who is so evil he bites heads off. I can't wait to see that. And then... You've got Fantastic Beast. Remember when we had that before? This is Fantastic Beast, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Johnny Depp plays Grindelwald, the villain. And Johnny Depp has had quite a few problems of his own these days, but not with this movie, because as a prequel to the whole Harry Potter series, these movies can't miss. Everybody loves the creatures. Everybody loves what's going on. Eddie Redmayne is going to have thousands of creatures for people to gather around and go, ah, ooh, I love this. So again, a guaranteed kind of hit. Creed 2. We all love the first Creed, didn't we? Ryan Coogler directed it, but he didn't direct the sequel. But of course, it doesn't really matter because if you have Sylvester Stallone back as Rocky Balboa training Michael B. Jordan as Creed then it's a can't-miss combination, and I'm going to be there. Then there's a movie called The Girl in the Spider's Web. Remember, maybe it was five or six years ago that we had The Girl in the Dragon Tattoo? The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was played by Rooney Mara and directed by David Fincher. Forget it. Uh, It came from a Steve Larson novel, and we loved the tattoos and how tough she was as a computer hacker. She's out. This is not based on a Stig Larson book. It's after he died, somebody else came in and started writing new books. And this is Claire Foy in a major image change from her role as Queen Elizabeth. And I think what we are going to see in this movie is a side to Claire Foy we've never seen before. So again, put that on your must list. And here, a favorite of mine, Mary Poppins Returns. Now, don't get too excited. This is not a remake of the Mary Poppins with Julie Andrews, which was, want to feel old, 54 years ago that Julie Andrews won the Oscar for playing that nanny in that movie. But now, in this new movie, we skip 25 years. The Banks children are all grown up. Emily Blunt is now Mary Poppins, one of my favorite actresses and a great friend to this show. And who does she have as a co-star? Not in the Dick Van Dyke role, but in a role much like it is Lin-Manuel Miranda of Hamilton fame. So how can we resist seeing Mary Poppins Returns? I can't. And then at the end of fall, when it's December, we get Aquaman, Aquaman, Jason Momoa, who we had seen doing little bits in, in the Batman movies and Justice League. This is the movie all about him. Now... Aquaman 
has always been considered the joke of the DC Comics universe. I have no idea why. This is the chance for Jason Momoa to bring this character to the fore. And he can't be a joke anymore because, like I said, the new Oscar rule says we can give an award for most popular film, and this just might be it. Another interesting and integral part of fall movies is the biopic. They're more and more popular because you do one of those, you win an Oscar. Just last year, Gary Oldman won an Oscar for playing Winston Churchill. Uh, Meryl Streep won an Oscar for playing Margaret Thatcher. Daniel Day-Lewis, who wins an Oscar for everything he plays, uh, played Abraham Lincoln and do it. So who do we have now? First Man, in which Ryan Gosling plays Neil Armstrong, you know, this astronaut that goes to the moon in the Apollo 11 mission. This is a great part for him. And it's directed by Damien Chazelle, who directed Ryan Gosling in La La Land. So expect a lot of surprises from this one. Another one, Bohemian Rhapsody, stars Rami Malek of Mr. Robot as Freddie Mercury of Queen. Come on. You know, this is one of those roles. And I haven't seen this movie yet, just little pieces of it. But if Rami Malek can play Freddie Mercury and he uses a prosthetic on his teeth to get that Freddie Mercury overbite, If he can pull this off, this is going to be just a gigantic success. And then we have The Front Runner, in which Hugh Jackman plays Senator Gary Hart. I know you have to go back to 1988 to remember him, but this was a guy who looked like he could be president until he had an affair with somebody who wasn't his wife. And it began this gossip journalism entering the political race that we're still living with. And this is a movie that tackles that subject head on with a sense of comedy, but also a sense of what have we done to ourselves as a nation. Then there's an untitled movie. It's an untitled Dick Cheney movie that stars Christian Bale, one of my favorite actors, as Dick Cheney. He gained weight. He did things with his hair. It's an incredible transformation. Christian Bale, again, when he does something like this, he's usually always in the Academy's winner's circle. So I can't wait for that one. And then a movie called On the Basis of Sex, which as a title probably is confusing you, but it's really the story of the young Ruth Bader Ginsburg, played by Felicity Jones, and what she was like as a young lawyer and what she had to do as a woman basically to make it in a man's world. And it's just this idea of who was Ruth Bader Ginsburg when she started out in this world. Fascinating subject to me. Talk about women in control. How about Mary Queen of Scots with Saoirse Ronan playing Mary Queen of Scots and Margot Robbie as Queen Elizabeth who put her cousin into jail and did even worse things to her. So we're seeing that power struggle now between these women. We have also a feature called Roma, which is directed by Alfonso Cuaron, who won an Oscar for Gravity and who is actually talking about his own childhood in Mexico City in the 1970s. This is a great director making a film in black and white that is so personal to him that I just can't wait to see it. And then we have a movie called Welcome to Marwin with Steve Carell, starring as an artist named Mark Hogenkamp, who was really hurt and destroyed in a a home invasion, and so destroyed that his mental capacities were diminished. So in his garden, he, grew, he started to take soldiers. He made little miniature soldiers and created his own war 
as a kind of therapy. This is directed by Robert Zemeckis, who did Forrest Gump, so we can expect great things for that. It's a tremendous season for biopics. And fall wouldn't be fall if it wasn't about Oscar surprises. It's, uh, you know, I talked a lot about blockbusters that already sequels or prequels and already pre-sold, but a lot of this we really don't know about. And also starring young actors who are just beginning to break through and make it. The number one movie in that department, which I've seen, is called Beautiful Boy. And it stars Steve Carell as a father coping with his drug-addicted son, played by Timothy Chalamet, who was nominated last year for Call Me By Your Name. Timothy Chalamet is one, I think, of the best young actors we have. And here is giving a performance that even tops what he did in Call Me By Your Name. To see him go through the throes of addiction and then to see how Steve Carell as a father has to cope with somebody who isn't like most Hollywood movies. You're addicted, you get cured, everything is okay. Never dealt with relapses, never dealt with what drugs do to a family. This movie does it and it will be on everybody's list as one of the best movies of the year. Then there's a movie called The Hate You Give and it stars a young actress, African-American actress named Amanda Stenberg, who in this movie is a teenager who witnesses the shooting of a black friend of hers by a white cop and how she deals with it. Remember her name because she makes this movie. She just rockets it to another level. It's a performance that's that great. Then we have a movie called Wildlife, and this is with a wonderful actress named Carrie Mulligan, who hasn't won an Oscar yet. But in this, she's a housewife, and her husband, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, decides to go off and fight forest fires, leaving her alone to raise their son. A tremendously moving performance by Carrie Mulligan that will be on everyone's Oscar list. Then there's a movie called Widows. I, I think you, you can't predict what this movie is. It's directed by Steve McQueen, who did 12 Years a Slave. It stars Viola Davis as one of the widows. These four women have been married to guys who were killed in a robbery and they have to pick up where they left off in order to pay off the debts of their late husbands. A tremendous cast, but especially Viola Davis and an actress, I mean, there's, there's four actresses, there's Michelle Rodriguez, there's Carrie Coon, but Cynthia Erivo, who won a Tony on Broadway for The Color Purple, She's tremendous. So put this one on your list. It's a heist movie like no other. Then a movie called The Favorite, which is coming out of nowhere to open the New York Film Festival. It uh, is about the 18th century and Queen Anne and the two women, one played by Rachel Weisz. Emma Stone plays the other lady in waiting. And this is a movie in which they're fighting, fighting for control of the queen. And it's, it's the kind of movie that it sounds like a stuffy period drama, but is none of those things. Yorgos Lantimos, the Greek director who did The Lobster, has directed this into a movie that you've probably never heard of now. And in three months, it will probably want to be the only one at the top of your list for the best movies of the year. Then we have a movie called 22 July, <clears throat> directed by Paul Greengrass, who's known for the Bourne movies. But that negates what this man has done before in so many other movies uh, where he would do docudramas. And this is a docudrama, not a documentary, about what happened on the 22nd of July in 2011 
when an assassin killed 77 people, including young people, in Norway because he was trying to make a point about immigration and about white supremacy. It, it will just knock the breath out of you. It is that amazing an achievement, and it's just devastating in every way. And last on this list is If Beale Street Could Talk, based on a James Baldwin novel and directed by Barry Jenkins, whose Moonlight won the Oscar for Best Picture two years ago in a shock because Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway had announced that La La Land had actually been the winner. They really had the wrong envelope. And now, in a very interesting turn of events, Barry Jenkins is again up against Damien Chazelle, who in First Man is also going to be in the Oscar conversation. So what's going to happen when whoever opens that envelope, I don't know. But that's the great thing about fall. It's full of surprises. It's full of good movies. It's my favorite movie season. So get out there and enjoy.